Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18, but with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at Now enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Hey boys and girls, welcome to Scene Red. I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Elitz. Before we get started, before we get started, cool heads prevailed. 
We we good. We good. There there was almost a a, a bout of pugilism between the lovebirds. No, we're, there we're was good. about a little bit of seeing red between the lovebirds. <laughs> but we're good. No uh, interruptions, right? No mm-hmm. no interruptions. Mm-hmm. No, no no second thoughts. Huh? 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 He just can't say I have a better memory than he does. I'm. I try to make Tom fly, honey. <laughs> Before we get into this, though, I, I want to say that um, it is currently 2 o'clock in the morning, and you guys actually came over, what, about 11? Or yeah. 10? It was 10. 10. So, you get, we, we all hung out. Um, Aaron actually didn't know much about my history of what I did with comic books. Mm-hmm. So, I, I guess, oriented you to, yeah. to what, you know, what I used to do. And it was kind of fun because I, I hadn't looked at any of that stuff in years. years. <laughs> it's a bit of nostalgia. And then Rebecca cut Lacey's hair. Yeah. She almost cried. She didn't cry. <laughs> <laughs> you did a good she, job, though. Yeah. going to kill me, but... Okay, so let's break into the odd news. Okay. Uh, I've seen it on Facebook... Where this lady in, I guess, Austin, Texas, she had just got done getting her paycheck for the week. Okay. Now, she carried a pistol with her, six-round mag, and she was waiting at this bus stop by herself. Was she got blind. Uh, no, I guess it was, like, around the evening time. It okay. wasn't, like, too, too late. Anyway, she got completely blindsided by this guy that took her purse, and she had her hand on her pistol. Because she was nervous. Yeah, because she was nervous. And when the guy took her purse, she still had her hand on the pistol. So uh, she said out loud to the guy that was running away with her purse, since she had her pistol on her hand, she said, you're not getting away with my checking tips, motherfucker. Or something along the lines like, like that, okay? So she shot him, boom, 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 six times, okay? She physically shot him six yes. times? Yes. And when asked by the judge why she shot him six times... She said, because the seventh time I shot, it just said click. <laughs> yes. And she was acquitted of all charges. Really? Yes. Yeah. So what she was, was it, like, li- self-defense? Yeah. Is that what it was they exactly- were going to give her manslaughter. Yep. And they acquitted her of all charges. I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. And this was in Texas? Yes. God bless Texas. Exactly. It actually does some justice. That is. Texas is a big gun state, though. They let you have your guns and stuff. Yeah. I know I have uh, a few friends in Texas, and we live really close to the Texas border, so I, I know them and their guns and their their gun racks in the back of their '78 pickups. And <laughs> you know you're red. They got gun, they like gun, gun racks rack? on their like put on their dashboard of their car, <laughs> mounted. Nice. I won't have a gun rack. I'll have a sword rack. <laughs> that would be cool. A sword rack. <laughs> <laughs> People wouldn't even fuck with you. They'd be like. Like, why do you have swords in your truck, dude? Come closer. Let's find out. I know. Okay, so what kind of weird news do you got? Well, I have a story first. So, I was going through Netflix today, and I was looking at new releases. There's a movie on there called Compliance. So, I started playing it. Basically, it's about this girl. She works at a, a restaurant. It's called... What's it called? Chicken Witch. Chicken Witch or something. Chick Witch or something like that. Chick Witch like or something. Chick-fil-A or some kind of knockoff. Uh-huh. Basically, she worked at the store and she works at the cash register and 
the manager gets a call saying it's the police, saying that a woman just went to the police station and reported that that worker had stolen her money out of her purse. So, like, he tells the manager to, like, you know, talk to her about it, to find the money and all this stuff. She needs to stay there. They're going to be on their way. He talks a woman into taking off this woman's clothes, doing a strip search on her, taking her clothes, putting it in her car, that they can't leave her alone. She has to be watched. That they keep telling, he keeps talking, like, he'll say, give her the phone, let me talk to her. I know you sold the money. Why are you lying? She's like, I didn't do it. What are you talking about? She has, tries to have a male coworker watch her while she's, because the, I guess the store's real busy, while she goes out and works. And he gets on the phone with the guy and he's like, you need to, to strip her and you need to check her armpits on her breast. And he's like, I'm not doing that. She's my friend. That's wrong. Right. So he's like, no, I'm out of here. So she gets back in there and he's like, do you have, a, the police officer asked her, do you have a, a husband or a fiance? She's like, I have a fiance. She calls the fiance down to watch this chick, right? He gets on the phone with this guy and he, this guy convinces this, the police officer convinces this guy to basically rape her. Really? Yeah. And finally... Um, her fiance leaves and one of their day workers comes in and tells, she's like, can you watch her? Well, he gets on the phone and this guy starts telling her to strip search her and look at her crotch for the money, right? And he's like, no, I ain't doing it. He goes out there and he tells her, he's like, he's like, um, this dude, this police officer is telling me to search her crotch. I'm not doing that. That's wrong. No, the, the police officer is on the phone. Yeah, this happened for like three hours, six hours. It was a long time. Why didn't he come in? Oh, they couldn't come in. They were, they were searching her house because it had something to do with her brother and drugs or something like that. And they they let they believe this, okay. So the guy disagrees; he's not going to do it. Tells her that the guy told him to search her crotch. So she gets on the phone to call her manager because supposedly her manager knows all about this. Calls her manager, he goes, "I don't know what you're talking about. I I don't. I've been sick all day. What are you talking about? A girl stealing something?" She hangs up the phone and she realizes what happened. They call the police. Well, this is a true story. This really happened. Really? Yes. In multiple restaurants. Multiple states. Okay, this guy would get on the phone and call up restaurants impersonating a police officer. Somehow he found out information on the workers, the names and everything. He found out somehow. Nobody knows how he did. And he would call up and make up a, like a fake crime that they, they pulled and convince people to do this to people. To like molest them and all this stuff. Rape them, yeah. And what did he get out of it? I guess sexual, sexual pleasure. pleasure or something, some kind of sick sexual pleasure. This dude worked in a prison. As a prison warden. Really? Yeah. yeah. And he did this in 70 different fast food restaurants in 31 different states. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. And he finally got caught that time he'd done it. They found out it was literally like 70 different restaurants. This happened at an actual McDonald's. And she sued McDonald's. Oh, I bet. She was 18 years old. And she kept telling her manager, please, you know, please, let me, don't, I don't want to be strip searched. No, and the manager made her because the police told him to do it. Are people that stupid? They have to be. I, I told Seven you. people got arrested because of that and, put, and served, served sentences out of that restaurant because it was like different co-workers and all that stuff doing that right. shit to her. That lady's husband really did that. That lady, she's like, well, I didn't know. He seemed like he had an answer for everything. He seemed like a real police officer. Three hours later, come on. Well, I think it was more than three hours later. No, the actual story was three hours. The uh, real story. On the movie, it seemed like it was like eight hours. But on the the, sto- the actual story, it was three hours it went on for. And their police station was like right around the corner from there. They couldn't send anybody out because they're all at her house investigating some kind of drug or something. And they believe this. And they raped, and this, this lady's husband raped that girl. Wow. He, well, he didn't rape, rape her, but he basically raped her. He forced her to do stuff to him sexually. Oh, really? Yeah. And that he didn't want to do in the first place. 
he it's not that he didn't want to do it he was drunk he got into it he's like he's like well i'm a cop you know and you gotta do what i say and this guy was drunk and he he probably wanted it come on now if someone tells you i'm a cop and i want you to force this girl to have oral sex with you are you gonna do it no no that's illegal it's illegal to strip search somebody if you're not a police officer right so they're stupid I'm actually, I, I'm speechless. That yeah. That's... Yeah, like... I don't know if all the cases were as severe, uh-huh. but I do know there, there's more than one case of a girl getting raped from that guy, by that guy doing prank calls. I'll oh. tell you what, though, the, the the actual story behind it was better than the movie. Yeah. It really? That great. Yeah. yeah. And then I guess um, in 2009, because this happened, like, I think in 2007 or something like that. In 2009, uh, someone prank called a KFC in New Hampshire and convinced the manager to turn on the sprinkler so that it sprayed fire retardant all over the employees, then convinced them to go outside and get naked, pee on each other to to neutralize the chemicals. And they really did it. What is wrong with people? I don't know. They huffing too much. That's what happens when you work. I guess people who work at fast this is going to sound like, like really mean. People who work at fast food must be pretty stupid. 70 different places. Right. 31 states. Come on now. It just goes to show. If someone told me to take my clothes off that I stole something, I'd say, I'd be like, call the cops because I ain't doing it. I'm out of here. Grab me and do something to me. And I'm, I'd say, I'd say, call the cops. Call them and bring them here right now. Let them take me to jail. Speaking of taking to jail, I have a story to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, this was actually broadcasted on our local radio station uh, today. I, I listened to it. I think because I, I went outside and, you know, Rebecca knows I was switching all the different water bowls and stuff. And when I was outside, I heard sirens going off and every, it was just, it sounded like hell outside. I was like, what's going on? Well, no, it, it has nothing to do with up here, but it was broadcasted on our, uh, our local radio station. I was listening to it when I took Jaden to school and I actually finished listening to this because I've never heard our local radio station talk about something like this. And Jaden's like, let's go, Dad. Let's go. I'm like, just wait. Just wait. You know, it's okay. You can be a little late. I just want to hear this. So, down the hill in Los Angeles, a guy is arrested for drunken, uh, what is it? Drunken. Public, in, public uh, shoot, what is it? Drunken disorderly? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, being drunk in public. Yeah. So, they go, they take him to the drunk tape tank they they do a more thorough search on him and they find this wire that is coming through his pocket the lining of his pocket into his pocket which is connected to a device the guy just like eh, no big deal you know and they're like well what is it and he's like it's my vibrator and they're like what and he's like, yeah, it's my anal vibrator. Oh, my God. Wow. It gets better. It gets better. So they make him, you know, take it out. And they're they're handling it really carefully. And the guy's like, what do you think it is, a bomb? You know, I, I didn't take it apart and put this chemical in it to make it this chemical. I literally tell him step by step, if you're going to take an anal plug and turn it into a bomb, how this is it? how you do it. Yeah. Okay. So at that point, they freak out because they're like, oh, shit. This isn't a plug. This is a bomb. Okay. Mm. They detain him 
for uh, public intoxication and possible terrorism. Yeah, terrorist threat. They called in the bomb squad. Okay. Now let's let's just hold that thought because bomb squad. They said it took them five hours to take this thing apart. Yeah. Now. Who cleaned the shit off of it? That's my first question. <laughs> I don't know. Because, you know, he just like, plop, you know, pulled that sunbitch out. Just, you know, and you know, it had to have It's like some. an ass tampon, basically. Yeah. You know, and it, it, was, it was in the shape of an egg. Ew. And, um, yeah, the it's the alternative radio station is the one I heard yeah. about. So anyway, you know, it's it's got to have some type of shit on it. Yes. Because they're they're thinking it's a bomb. They're not going to wipe that sucker down. So Bomb Squad walks into this egg-looking thing that has shit all over it. And they're like, okay, Bill, go for it. And what is he going to do? You know, Took a bite he, out of crime? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's literally got to stick his face up there to, to you know, d- disassemble it. So to make a very long story short, five hours later, they take it completely apart and the conclusion was it was an anal vibrating butt plug how did this guy know how to make a bomb i don't know but that's what they're saying he he literally told them step by step this is if i was going to do this this is how i do it and that freaked them out i wonder like what profession he was in i don't know he probably knew, and then he's like, I'm going to freak them out even more. Motherfuckers will put me in jail. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to jail anyway. You know, I'm embarrassed. Let's just, you know, own the situation. Let's see what happens. Who walks around with a vibrator up their asshole all day? Not that. Probably a homeless person or something. I don't know. A homeless person? No. Where would they get it at? No. This is some freaking perverted dude who's an alcoholic. That's just weird. <laughs> weird. And, and when I heard that this morning, I was like, oh, you know, I got to go. I got to wait and, and tell you guys. And I've been good because you've been here for hours now. Yeah. And I, I've been holding off for a while. That's crazy. That is crazy. That is... So that's a, our weird news for this week. Um, one of the things that I was going to say is I'm going to actually address this to the listeners. I want input. I want to add more segments to our show. I want to make our show more structured. And whatever comments, any, any ideas are welcome. You know, because I think, uh, what is it? The, the Weird News is a great addition to our, our show. And I'd like to add more stuff to it. What yeah. do you guys, what would you guys like to add more to? I don't know. Well, I mean, Saturday segments is pretty much entertainment, but you can always carry that over to... This is entertainment, entertainment in my opinion. It is entertainment. (laughs) Butt plugs and and people shooting people for the sake of shooting people and taking money back. And, you know... And molestation. (laughs) I I was going to say, and and lately we've been on a a roll of bestiality. I I honestly actually looked online to find some type of bestiality weird news. I couldn't find nothing this week. Oh. That's just... Oh, wait. Oh, wait. We're about to change that. What was Dean telling us about that guy who was... Oh, it was a cop, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you do have some bestiality. No, it's not bestiality. Damn. There's okay. weird news. <laughs> yeah. He was saying he's seen on the news that there's a cop. What state? I have. I 
can't remember that man. There was a cop on, uh, there was a cop in some state, he was trying to, like, lure women, he was killing women and eating them. What? Yeah. yeah. I was like... It was on the news nor- today, he said. Really? Yeah, normally I don't listen to anything that he that says, man says. I was but... like, eating people what? Yeah, I was like... <laughs> yeah, he was saying something about, I guess, in some state, some county... He's like, there was a cop that was, you know, luring, luring women. women, not just getting them, but luring them like, like an animal. He was probably going on the internet or something trying to find them, and he was basically killing them and eating them. Mm-hmm. What the hell? For some sick erotic pleasure. That's, that's... He'd have sex and then kill them. That's like that, we were watching this documentary, it was the, it was on Netflix, it was the, the worst prisons in Russia. Russia. Uh-huh. And I guess this dude got into like a bar fight or something like that, and he killed this guy and on accident. And he's after he killed him, he's like, you know, what am I gonna do? His body, so he starts chopping the body up, and then he's like, I wonder what it would taste like. When do you get to this point? And being supposedly he was a normal person, okay, right. normal quotation normal. Okay, I can see how you could be drunk and kill someone on accident. Right. But where do you find it a good idea to chop their body up in little pieces and then decide to taste it? There's there's some deep psychosis there. Yeah. Wonder, he's like, I wonder what it tastes like. He's laughing. He's telling the story. He, I mean, he was speaking in Russian, but I could see how he was acting. It was funny. He was laughing about it. Yeah, I decided to taste it. Ha, ha, ha. I'm like, dude, you're nuts. They better never let you out. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's called Black Dolphin. The name of the documentary? Mm-hmm. No, the prison. Black Dolphin? Mm-hmm. Black Dolphin. The documentary is called Russia's Worst uh, Prisoners. <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> prison outfits are pretty funny looking. Mm-hmm. They look like sailor suits. Really? Yeah. With the little hats. In the Navy. Yeah. They're funny. So, besides, uh, you know, more weird news, you guys can't think of anything that you want to add? I don't know. Oh, I've been on a music tangent lately. She's not on this. Uh, uh, like, I don't know if I mentioned it on on the podcast or not but like uh i've told you and rebecca knows later you know i want to start being a dj right you know what i don't think you've ever ever mentioned go ahead tell your story well you know when i was with my ex you mean your girlfriend no my ex you gotta tell the story real fast the other night he just the night he's like, yeah, my girlfriend. No, yes, I corrected myself. No, he's like, he's like, yeah. What you, what were you saying about her? Something about, oh yeah, my, you know, my girlfriend Miranda. I'm like, oh, your girlfriend. He's like, no, I said, no, I said, excuse me, before I even continue on, my ex girlfriend. I was like, yeah, you mean your girlfriend? He's like, yeah, my girlfriend. I was like, oh, so that's your girlfriend now? Yeah, I was like, what am I? He's like, my wife. I was like, oh, so you have a girlfriend and a wife? Does she know about me? <laughs> yeah, y'all. <laughs> he was digging his hole deeper than what it was. <laughs> anyway, back to you and your ex. Anyway, uh, me no and my okay. yeah, me and my ex, we didn't talk for long periods of time simply for the fact that every time that we talk, we'd always get in an argument about our life. Anyway, long story short, I went into a depression where all I did was listen to music for hours upon hours, okay? I still do that, but now it's for the sake of me listening to different sounds to see, you know, what would go good together. And now it's come to the point where I want to start, you know, remixing songs, you know. I I keep telling her I want to set up my little DJ thing that she bought me so I can practice a little bit, but I can never get to do that. And 
the only reason I can't do that is because I'm missing parts to it and I want to see if I can get it hooked up because I do have a cord that I don't know if it'll go to it or not right but I want to see if it does work because without the cord that I need I cannot plug my iPod in so I can change through songs easier now do you want to be a DJ or do you want to produce music both what? both mm-hmm. I want to well first off I want to start DJing so I can you know get the feel of it yeah mix sounds remix scratch you know, do, you know, the basics and then I can go on to producing because producing takes more time and more effort and you have to have a, a greater knowledge in order to produce music. So once I get that down, I want to start producing music. And, you know, that's what I was telling her. I was like, I want to use you, like when I do start, when I do start producing music, I want to use her because she can sing really good. She can sing. And I can sing. I'm just kidding. Don't, don't get it, ego. Don't get an ego. Uh, yeah, go ahead. No. And I was just, lately I've been on a tangent about music. And I just to me, personally, uh, I've always found music to be a very comforting thing for me. Like, earlier you heard me listen to a little bit of music. You know, right. Because now in, you know, modern day... Music is so vast that you can hear, like, okay, you can go to Disturbed. You know who Disturbed is, right? Of course. Yeah. I've seen him in person. (laughs) Okay. Well, well, if you go to Disturbed and you listen to their old stuff compared to their new stuff, they sound almost completely different. Well, yeah, they were a lot angrier in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, now they've, they've come out with, like, actual, like, synthesizers, you know, keyboards and stuff like that. I'm like, well... A lot, of things, in, a lot of things are becoming electronic. Yeah, because if you look at it in the 80s, everybody tried to use keyboards and synthesizers, but it didn't really work. Right. Now it's come to where almost everybody's trying to use everybody technology. Does use it. I mean, even rock bands are using that stuff. Now. Yeah, like look at, music. look at Linkin Park. I mean, they've been doing that since since they were very first started out as a they band. They have orchestras that are completely synthesized. Yeah. Now. Yeah, I, I've read that. Like, I don't know if you guys ever heard of the band Epica. They ha- they do uh, metal music with an orchestra. So, I mean, you just gotta... You just gotta look at it as a whole. The music industry is completely different from it's what... It's changing. Yeah, it, it's just completely different. And now that... You know, we have the technology. We can produce sounds without having bands. People say, well, it requires more skill to use an instrument. And that's sort of where I got in argument with Dini and Justin one day. I mean, I think it does require more skill to use that instrument by itself. But if you're a person <laughs> who can synthesize a whole orchestra, I think you have more skill than a person who plays guitar, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, since we're talking about music, let me ask you guys a question. Who in the fuzzy hell is My Chemical Romance? You don't know who they're? Been around for a long time. Yeah. Have you heard of AFI? No. Yeah, I know who AFI is. Well, it's the they're time. they're basically the equivalent of My Chemical Romance. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you know they broke up. Yeah. They broke up as a Saturday, oh. and there was this big ordeal. Yeah, yeah. Online. That's probably. <laughs> they haven't done anything in a long time, yeah. anyways. And I was just curious as to who they were. They've been a, they're like an early 2000s band. Got yeah. Really popular. Yeah. They're like the original Scene Kids, I guess. They they aren't as bad as Scene Kids. I don't even have as bad. No. No. Not by far. Uh, 
uh, like going on about music again, like I said, now it's where you can compose a whole song with real instrument sounds right? without any instruments whatsoever. I mean, there's people that can, you know, yeah, they can plug in like a guitar and play the strings and then record it and then put it in a computer and then have those sounds to compose a song. But now you can just do everything electronically. That's and that's, crazy. that's, yeah, like, that's the way music's heading. Yeah. This boy uh, is obsessed with music. I am. I, I don't know how he, I'm the type of person like, I like music, but I like to, like, he uses music for everything. All his motivators, like, I'm the type of person, I, I'm in my head a lot. I'm like spaced out thinking. Uh-huh. He can like do homework, listen to music, and do anything with music. I have to like concentrate on what I'm doing. Like, if that makes sense. Like, I don't like outside distraction. To me, He's music like, is like riddling. Everything is music for him. Like, <laughs> I gotta have music to do this. I gotta have music to do that. Well, I have to have music to deal with your mom, man. <laughs> <laughs> for real, that woman, that woman could talk. I have to have it like half going like this and then have this. She's like, you listen to that thing 24-7. Why don't you put it down? I'm like, uh, I like music. She's like, yeah, I know. You take it everywhere you go. <laughs> I listen to music. You know, just random music, but I also listen to it when I'm writing. You know, um, a lot of the emotion. Yeah, really that's gets. that's how I feel. Like, like she was saying, it's a motivator for me. To me, it's like, it's like Jay with Riddler. To me, it helps me focus on what I need to get done in order to get it done. Right. And that's, like I said, a motivator for me. That and everything else in the back of my mind. Like, I don't want any distractions. It's like you put the... Put the headphones on it me. pisses me off. I'm over here throwing shit at him. Aaron! I'm what do you want? Shit. No, I'll scream. Aaron, Aaron, you don't hear me? So I'll get combs and shit and throw them at him. See, Lacey does that to me because when I'm editing, I have both the um, the inner ear monitors in mm-hmm. and I have it up so I can hear everything. So, But when I turn it up and I have them both in, can't hear nothing. I can't hear nothing other than what you know, I'm listening to the conversation. Yeah. So I, I, I feel you on that one. Yeah. I'm, I like... I'm like, what? So I ignore it. She throws something bigger at me. I'm like, she's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what you want from me. Speaking of writing, um, and I, I mentioned this back in, in uh, what was it, episode 14, when Rebecca wasn't here with us. That yeah, was, yeah, that was missing the R and Ed's. Yeah, that was what, about five weeks ago now. Um, we We actually... Uh, skipped it. I just I, we were gonna talk about it, and we just went on to talk about other things. And then you know, now that I'm thinking about it, plus you know, I've finished the first third of the story, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to be very coy about it. I don't want to tell people what type of a story it is, what what medium the story is. I'm just saying I, I finished a third of it, mm-hmm. and you guys got to, well, Rebecca read it, narrated it, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's it's gonna be something big. This yeah. may be the biggest thing I've ever done. Can't wait to get my hands on it. Yeah, what? we're gonna destroy it. Huh? <laughs> we're not gonna destroy it. Huh. As with you, and you actually got to read some of my writings today. You know, yeah. comic book writing. So you kind of know where I started to where I'm at now. And Rebecca has grown up with my writing, so she's very familiar with my writing. What do you think? about the story content because i've i've said i feel like this is the best story i've ever written it, it looks good going so far like it's gonna be a good story it's 
Especially with the collaboration from moi. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. My input. It's not really collaboration, but the input. And I think it, it's got a really good base. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been excited about a story in years like this. I don't know if it's because the numbers that I'm thinking... Because, okay, I'll go out and say that um, somewhere in the in the future, we're going to do a Kickstarter campaign. Mm. And I, I don't really, well, I might as well, what the hell. The number of $450,000 keeps running through my head. That's almost a half a million dollars. Yeah. But what we want to do in, in return for that would be something unbelievable. Because what we're going to produce, in my opinion, is not been seen from an American company. Yeah. It's been seen in, in foreign companies, but not here in America. And I'm trying to be very true to the story. Mm -hmm. It's very hard talking to code. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> um, so I, I'm working again. I'm, I'm writing. I'm about a third done. Uh, I might add a scene in. There's a scene that I, I kind of skipped because I, I wasn't sure about the timing. But, um, you know, hearing you read it out loud and me writing the, the visual in my head, mm -hmm. I, I might add another scene to it. So I'm excited about that. Do you think, what do you think? Because we've never had a budget of $450,000. We've never had that big of a budget. But Kickstarter, from what I understand... That's what they do. And I, it, it, it doesn't make sense to me. People just hang out at Kickstarter. Investors. That's what they do. They just hang out at Kickstarter and, and invest money. Is that what they do? Yes. I don't know. I never heard of it. Uh, uh, actually, I've been reading on since, uh, you know, I am taking economics class. There are people that do just sit around and, in, like, basically, like, stock and bonds. They just invest money in things that they think is safe to invest their money in. And if there's a profit margin for that, they will go for it. Especially if it's something that they've never seen happen before and they think it's a good idea. And if there's a lot of people going for it, they're going to just, it's fish with the hook. Right. I don't think we need so. that much money, honestly, but. It's. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. I just blew it. We yeah. just blew it. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to edit that part out. I'll just put, make a beep. Let's take out the whole part. Yeah, you put a beep there or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's why. Uh, I, I forget how much it costs to do all that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's... it's. I'm, I'm going to say this, and I, I, I want the people that have said this, <laughs> I want them to get upset. And that is... I'm not dead. I've left MythWorks, but I'm about to create something that I've never done before, and it's going to be way better than anything I've ever produced, written, drawn, anything. This is going to be my coup d'etat. And, you know, sorry folks, Dave Montoya is not dead, I'm not washed up, and I'm definitely not a I'm still going forward. But he is trolling. <laughs> <laughs>
What's going on? Nothing. Are you looking at the timer? Yeah. Well, yeah, like I said, it's it, we got a a late start to it, and we just kind of talked and, and rambled a little bit. So. I enjoyed the 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 things that I went through. <laughs> uh, you know, like he was saying earlier, like I got to see him as a basically evolve as a writer. I can tell where you know he's he's had some bumps in his writing (laughs) (laughs) he's had some bumps in his writing and like it's funny because the stuff that he's wrote is the stuff that he wrote when he was my age right and i was telling him that i was like this is kind of the stuff that i would be writing well it's okay go ahead anyway this is this kind of stuff that i would be writing and rebecca knows i don't explain shit well yeah, he's horrible at it. Horrid. And when I write things, is different. As long as you don't explain things well, you don't... He never puts in those details. Like, there's certain details of a story you have to add in. And, like, when he'll, when he's telling a story, I'm, like, in my head, like, can I put... Like, I'm waiting for him to say this certain detail that, like, has to be said. He never says it. I'm, like... I don't ever say it. I you don't, don't have a memory like me. I don't never say it. You don't have a memory like me. Okay. So you know it's a double negative. <laughs> that means I do say it. You just gotta wait for it. You're just too impatient. Okay. Well, you shouldn't say it at the end of the story when it has to do with the beginning of the story. Hey. Speaking of stories, um, when are you gonna write your book? Never. Yeah, you better hurry up. You better roll out. Autobots assemble. <laughs> I'm gonna be in that toilet. <laughs> no. Uh, I don't know. One day. And. The, the whole reason... My problem is, every time I go to write it, I have to rewrite it, because I'm like, God, I'm older and smarter. So I'm like, shit, I gotta rewrite this, because it doesn't even sound that good. What, what are you planning to rewrite? You haven't even told me yet. My one story. Which one? The vampire <laughs> one. I really want to write that. It's a really good story. Oh, yeah, the one that you were trying to show me that one day? No. no? I don't, it, it might be a difficult task, because... You are mentally in just you're you're in a different place than you were when you tried to write it. Best case in point is I've attempted to try to rewrite uh, Murder in the Family, which was a, a double you know collaborative between you and I. But for me, not only as a writer, but the maturity level of you know 10, 11 years later, it's just different. I can't go back to that place that I was back then. Yeah. So, I don't know. You might have to try taking a new take on it. You would always be the dark knight and go to dark places. <laughs> no, I, I know I could rewrite it because I still... My, my ideas were good. They are. The ideas were good. It's just I, I'd have to rewrite them in a different way. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was saying. Is, is you kind of got to reimagine it. Every time I get to that story, I have to rewrite it in a different way. I'm getting sick of it, man. I'm like, I rewrite like the first chapter and I'll, I'll go read it again. I'm like, shit, I need to rewrite this again. Because I wait like three or five years in between trying to rewrite it. You just need to do it. I don't know. I feel like everything I write is shit. I'm just tired of writing. I don't know. But How are you tired of writing? You need to be smacked. Wake up. I don't write. Every time I write something, I don't like it. Shut that. <laughs> Rebecca is a very talented writer. Rebecca was published at the age of 18, and I know that we've spoke about this in episode one, but reality is is that there was not 
and there is not many 18 year olds that have been published that's what i was gonna say yes i know this but she's spoiled I'm she not knows spoiled. she's spoiled I just... i'm backing up she's gonna hit me on the <laughs> but i don't know you are spoiled i like to draw you're very creative, and you just don't use that creative. I think I'm just exhausted because when I when I get home, I just don't want to do anything but watch TV. Listen, because I'm been taking care of people all day long. I want to take care of myself. Well, I will say that I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of you. You've been here roughly 19 weeks straight. This is episode 19. You've committed for 19 weeks straight, and I am very, very proud of you. You really got mad at me a couple times along the way? You know, it's me. I I try not to see it as a business. I try, and it's very hard for me not to see things. Because I've been a business person. I've been the CEO for so many years. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to not look at something in a business aspect. Yeah. So when... Because we have, we've done double, you know, double episodes. They don't know it. I mean, they, they, the listeners, they don't know when, because the way we do it. You know? Yeah. But yes, there has been times where you've missed a week, but we've made it up. Yeah. Uh, and yes, I, I get frustrated. Because I think he gets like an anxiety every, every time it's kind of, it's like, are they going to show up? Is she going to come? I can't rely on her. Is she coming? I know it. Is I he, know you by now. And no, I know you're going to be here. Oh, okay. Another case in point. Who called me tonight? Or who called who, rather? Did I call you? Or did you call me? You called me on my phone, but I didn't get to it, but we called you. We were going to come over. Right. And actually, the reason I called was for Lacey. It was nothing about the podcast. Okay. So, at this stage, I can rely on you. Okay. I, I believe that I can rely on you. Or one of us. I had no problem coming over, but I just like, I just like, I'm gonna come over now. I was watching The Voice, okay? Yeah, I was like, I was like, I told him. I think I'm like the girliest nerd ever. <laughs> like, really, I watch like the girliest shit, and like, I'm into hair, makeup, but I love nerdy stuff. It's weird. It's like a contradiction. Contradiction. Of, of the like, two worlds colliding. Because you see most girls that are nerds, and they're it's like. It's like contradiction of a stereotype. Most girls that are ner- yeah. really nerdy, they are like tomboys. A lot of them. Right. But I love nerdy crap but i'm really girly she's like um i got some money so i'm gonna go shopping video games what (laughs) i think one of the big things is too is with the world of myth which we had you know the equal number of readers to the equal number of listeners now yeah but the world of myth was so many different people involved yeah and you know because you were the associate editor at some time um you know, so if one person missed a story or one po- person missed a poem or a piece of artwork, the show still continued on. Yeah. Yeah. But with the podcast, if you guys don't show up, there is no podcast. Yeah. Because people are not going to listen to me talk for an hour, you know. Because they already get to do that on Wednesday. <laughs> I was going to say, exactly, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so there's, there's a bit of... I don't want to say pressure, but it is a, a bit of pressure there, mm-hmm. you know, because you have thousands of people, which sounds really weird saying it verbally, thousands of people that are, are, are going to different avenues, now they're, either it be the world of, or not world, but uh, com, to listen to it streaming, or iTunes, 
and then now Stitcher. Stitcher, and which is interesting because with Stitcher, now I feel more res- more of a responsibility to produce the material. You know, yeah. I don't know why it, I because I always saw iTunes as you know our, our step up. This is where our class is is iTunes, but I never actually considered that there was something a class higher than iTunes, which is Stitcher, the on-demand radio. Yeah. So now, because we're with them, and I think it's because, you know, they they have that mobile app. You both, of you guys got the mobile apps, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, it's not you're just based at the computer, you know, with iTunes because you can listen to iTunes on the computer or you can listen to it on your iPod. But now with the Stitcher, you have the mobile app, and at any point in place, at any time, they can listen to the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. and to me that feels like that, that's a big responsibility. Yeah, because yeah. now, I mean, yes, I still enjoy talking to you guys. I mean, and, and frankly, I think I mentioned this when we were talking. Uh, I don't remember when we were talking. It was just you and I. It wasn't even on, on air. You know, the maybe it was Lacey. I was telling telling her that you know our relationship. I, I feel like I know you well is because you're here every week mm-hmm. and it's not like you know you sit there i sit there we might have a bit of back and forth talk and that's it yeah you're involved which mm-hmm. is which is great to listen to listen to episode one of scene red and then listen to episode 19 of scene red and listen to his involvement is, i have to great. laugh because when this started out, he wasn't even supposed to be in this. No. no. Well, I, I, I dragged his ass. I was like, I need to give myself some, like... Some motivation. No, not even motivation. Support. Lean I on. Need to give myself somebody to, like, take some of the slack for me. <laughs> so I dragged his ass into this. He was supposed to be a guest, and he just ended up staying. I knew it was going to happen. I'm well, a freeloader. What can I say? <laughs> and, and see, that's what happened. I mean, that's one of the reasons why... Because... If you go to the website or any of them now, it says Seeing Red's Sibling Rivalry. Yeah. So technically it's a Seeing Red show, but it was originally Sibling Rivalry. Yeah. And that was because, like she was saying, it was originally supposed to be her and I having this conversation. And you came along and it just, it worked. From episode one, it worked. And, And I just knew that you needed to be involved in this conversation. Mm-hmm. So as you know, time went on, and we had that uh, problem with the other scene red, not scene red, uh, sibling rivalry podcast, and we, we had to change with, it with the same people. And I don't know if we've actually ever said this, but scene red, scene, and then it's R period E period D period. That actually stands for something. Yeah, it's an acronym. It is for Rebecca, Aaron, and Dave. In that order, which we're sitting in, surprisingly. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's been really neat that our friendship, you know, because you're part of family now. Yeah. You know, and we've developed a friendship, Mm -hmm. and it's really, really, I don't want to say unnerving, but we have a lot of stuff in common. Yeah, Which is, <laughs> you never think somebody that could possibly be your son and <laughs> be so much in common with. But and I, I owe it all to the podcast because again, you're here every week. We mm-hmm. talk about weird ass shit. We've always talked about always. Weird ass shit. 
Uh, and yet that's sort of what I was telling you earlier is, uh, like, like I said to you about my mom, she's being a Taurus and you're a Taurus as well. Right. I've always had a good relationship with my mom. And since you're a Taurus, it's like, it works out because we could talk to each I'm other. I'm still offended. Why? Why? <laughs> because when his, when his, his mom's like, what is her sign? And he's like a Pisces. She's like, oh, um, I get along well with Tauruses, apparently. Well, yeah. It's because um, his grandma's a Pisces, and his and I guess his mom and his grandma don't get along because Pisces are emotional people. Pisces are, they need to be motivated, as were Taurians are self-motivators. They're just like, go, 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 go. That's do, how do, my do, mom do, do. is. She, just like you, man, she'll stay up for days. She don't care. She's like, if I have to stay up, I will. I was like, Mom, I'll watch Riley go to sleep. She's like, no, it's okay. I'm like, mm. That has been our biggest quabble in, in all the years that you've been alive. Is getting But you, you already know how I am. But getting you to get motivated as to where I am, like, I was motivated before I even thought of it. You know, that's just, that's just me. That's, that's just you. I'm just like my dad, I guess. <laughs> I really am, like... I don't have that drive. Well, he was a Pisces, too. I know. I'm just... I don't know. That's sort of how my grandma But I don't feel that I'm emotional. I'm, like, overly emotional. That's... He cries more than I do. No, I don't. (laughs) He does. He cries more than I do. Okay. Oh, what was it? It was just me, and I was watching something, and I started crying. It was just me. (laughs) And I was like, I felt embarrassed for myself. I feel embarrassed every time I cry, but she's like, you know, it's okay to cry. Because I was never able to, like, feel emotionally close to somebody before right. until I met her because my ex was... Such... I, I do this, I'm like, it's okay. I'm like, I was like, I don't know how to... Re-. The first time I cry, I'm like, I don't know how to react to this. It's okay. <laughs> like, okay. yeah, because like I was saying, my ex, like, I was never really emotionally close to my ex because my ex wanted... It was everything was about her. Right. Essentially. And that's why we always fought. Because... Oh, woe is me. I'm going to play the, 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 victim. yeah. She always played the victim. Like that. And you. You know, I never could, you know, emotionally open up to her. Yeah. Open up to her because it was either something about her or it was something involving her right. and she just didn't care. And with Rebecca, I can have that emotional closeness with her. He's right. A, he's a big baby. Well, all right. Since I already, you know, and I mentioned this sometime back in, in Who's the Boss, I know a lot of shame because, you know, I'm a fat, overweight, four-eyed, comic-reading. Four-eyed? Four-eyed. You're, I think four you're eyed. describing me right now. <laughs> you know, I'm a nerd. Yeah. So I, I, I know my embarrassment. And so I, gotta, I just got to own it. Because I, I just remembered what movie I was watching. Oh, God, I don't want to know. <laughs> so it was late at night. Uh, Lacey was not feeling well. She was already asleep. Jaden was asleep. And Zoe was fussy. And we were just thumbing through Netflix. And I came across this old cartoon called All Dogs Go to Heaven. Oh, That movie always makes me cry. God. No, it's not just him. It's me, too. <laughs> I had this experience. I'm not even lying to you. And I, I was sitting there and we were watching it. And... When uh, Charlie pushes the little girl off into the ocean and he dies, yeah. I'm like, and, and instantly I, I, what am I 
doing? I'm almost a 36-year-old man. Why am I bawling at something that's animated? No. But I was. It, I was just like tears were streaming down my face. I was like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, I embarrassed myself. No one was around. Zoe was asleep by that time. It was just me. And I was, I embarrassed. How do you feel embarrassed for yourself? I do that. No, okay, I'm not lying. So like, it only happens when I'm by my, when I'm by myself. Like, if there's nobody around me, like if I'm crying during a movie, there's people around. I'm like, I'm trying my hardest not to let people see me cry because it's embarrassing. I sound stupid, but especially when it's the stupidest movies. But like, I used to sit up and watch TV by myself. And I don't know if it's because I was tired or what. But these would be the stupidest movies, and like, I have like a little sad part. And I'm over here. <laughs> Why am I crying? <laughs> What the freak am I crying for? I was like, I'm like so embarrassed about it. Like, and I'm like, okay, gotta stop. Gotta pull yourself together. Gotta pull yourself together. Like, I don't know. I get like that too when I'm only when I'm by myself though. I'll get real emotional on like stupid movies that you wouldn't think would even make you cry. Right. Like, When's the last time you've been by yourself though? I've been by myself. Like, watch movies by myself. Well, I haven't been by myself since you've been around, but before exactly. that, I was by myself all the time watching movies. <laughs> so, I was. I was just, I was, what's that, you know, the expression, bawling like a bitch with that the skinny. That movie's sad. Yeah. That movie I makes was. me cry to this day. And it was just, and so then I found part two, because I didn't even realize there was a part two. There is. Three. There's I've seen all of them. And part two, I was like. Part two. Really? You know, there was nothing that tugged at my heartstrings. Especially because they had Charlie Sheen as as Charlie, you know, in the second one. The first wow. one's the best one. But yeah, I, I was. <laughs> I don't even think of that, but you know, like that. Like, it makes you think of like that, um, the Lamb Before Time movie. I mean, the first one is so sad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The dinosaurs. I remember had, when they had. Then they had the to remake it about 15 times. <laughs> yeah. They had like 15. Of them. I'm not lying. Was, yeah, and they're was. all the same character. They're like different stories every time. Yep. The first one was the best one. I watched that movie like religiously when I was little. Mm-hmm. So did I. That. So man. did you. When did it come out when you were like born? He, he makes me like, he drives me crazy. I remember all this stuff. I'm like, dude. I do. How? I open. How? Well, he, he remembers it after the fact. I was gonna say he he experienced it too after but, the fact, but it wasn't because we were like arguing. We were reading the same day, and it was like, if you remember all this stuff, you were a '90s baby or whatever. Like you were a kid in the '90s growing up. Because I grew up in the '90s. I was born in the '80s, but I grew up in the '90s. I grew right. up in the early '90s. Just saying. In the early '90s, you weren't even born until 1993. That's early '90s. You didn't grow up in the early. <sighs> okay, when Barney. you're born. No, no, no. When you're born. Okay, nothing counts until you're about five. That's when you start remembering shit. Like, you really start remembering shit. So does that mean that I grew up in the 80s? Does that, is that what that means? Yeah. Because I was born in the 70s. You so grew up in the 80s. I grew up in the 80s. Yeah, but I and didn't, the 90s. I didn't pay Because I grew up in the 90s and the 2000s. You know what I'm saying? Right. You grew up in the 80s and the 90s because you were still a teenager in the 90s growing up, okay? He does not remember the important things unless they are after the fact of the 90s. He keeps trying to argue with me like, oh, I remember all this stuff. I do. Not, I'm not. Okay. I, How can you remember things from football from the, head? Hey Arnold, that, that they played that thing for years. Yeah. So you remember it after the fact. Okay. You cannot steal this from me because I remember the '90s. It was nostalgic to me. I remember everything when when it came out. I was like watching premieres of all these shows that came out. You saw it after the fact when they played reruns. So don't argue about this. I still see it though. So I'm like, I'm gonna give shit. <laughs> Shit, you're still growing up, so you seem to be quiet. Hey, shut <laughs> up. Oh, well, I'm glad I looked down at the computer, folks, because this thing almost just restarted on me, and I would have been really upset. 
That would have been awesome. Yeah, right? I would pissed. <clears throat> but yeah, so I, I I was I was just balling. So that's balling. I can't see that because you're such a cold hearted person. Really? I it just Really? You're really gonna ask me? He's very cold. He bowed his head. He's like, right. like, yeah, my dog just died, and my daughter just got ran over by a car, and I just broke my leg. Really? That's nice. <laughs> that just sucks for you, man. Oh, all Hurry, right. Somebody get an ambulance because I don't give a shit. No, when it comes to serious life threatening things, he does care, but he doesn't seem like he would care, but he does. Secretly, in his own world of secretness. Yeah. But I'll never admit to it, poor boy. Alright, folks. That's enough for this week. Ah, it's... it's It was actually really fast. I'm tired. I know I'm you tired guys are too. tired. Alright. So, for this week, I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Illich. And, folks, if you find yourself sitting in the living room in front of a laptop watching a 20-year-old cartoon bawling your eyes out... And then you just embarrass yourself for absolutely no reason. You might be seeing red. Good night.